Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. And there could be something else being shown to people within Google Image Search, and I'm sure there's people who've taken advantage of it, but people who are honestly blocking Google Images by using a different image, they're not doing it that way, but doing that way um, will actually potentially get a manual action penalty, which is interesting because now it really forces people to either use the proper way, which is robots.txt for the whole images section, or uh, going Google's route. Yeah, this one was confusing to me because one of the things that is really getting caught by this is is a lot of people will block people from hot linking their images, and mm-hmm. there's some older technologies out there that when you do that, it it, it falls under this category, and um, that to me was a little bit odd that they they took this strong action against something like this because I mean how often have you ever even heard of people spamming? You know, Google Images using this kind of technique where they're swapping images, basically cloaking. I, I haven't I'm, actually, I haven't heard of it, but then again, I haven't really looked for it. Um, yeah, I'm sure someone does it. <laughs> I, I think, if nothing else, this was just a, a an attempt at Google to stay consistent with their cloaking and their their showing somebody something different than Google Foundation. I don't know if it's a signal to anything. It, it was an odd one to me. Well, you think about it, though. It improves Google Image, the quality of Google Image Search. And that's all they're about, all about quality, right? So um, Mm -hmm. webmasters be damned. Either you follow this or you block it. Screw you. That's pretty much what I get from them. (laughs) That's that's pretty much the way it is with everything, right? Yeah. I mean, So it was about time this came to this, I guess. I guess. It just is odd to me. It doesn't impact anything I've ever even seen before. So it's like, why Why is it? I mean, people made a big deal of it last week. So it's like, why are, are you guys having a problem with this? Unless you're, <laughs> unless, unless you're using this to try to spam somebody for some weird reason in Google Images and it works for you, you shouldn't have an issue with this. Unless yeah. you're one of those people that have an old, old system where you're blocking hot linking that may put you in this bucket. Um, but then you need to update anyway to your systems. Yeah, it could have been causing some uh, – well, actually, just imagine that if that hot linking stuff was causing problems, and for some reason it was causing problems. I have no idea why, but it was for Google. And it, all those images that they were indexing – they were literally spending cycles of spidering time on these sites, indexing time. That's stuff that's wasted. Yeah, but, but think about this. Why is it a manual action? Why can't they do that algorithmically? So yeah. they're, they're obviously they're looking for something that needs a human to determine whether there's some kind of miss, you know, someone's trying to do something deceptive or not. That's it's interesting. To, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, to have a be a fly in the wall in that place, man. Oh, just once, just dying to hear how they talk. <laughs> uh, have you seen that video? There, there was a video that was out last end of last year sometime where it was actually they they videotaped like 30 minutes of a Google session with a yeah. man and everybody and they were basically going over why do we need to change this one variable in the language translation thing and it, the, the, the directions they went just in that one little piece of, of discussion about one little piece of the algorithm was just really amazing and eye-opening to me. 
yeah, should... there's it's 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 very interesting, isn't it? Like the whole concept of like everyone had a different opinion and a different perspective. It seemed it was mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, yep. But yeah, I mean, who knows how much we really see? I'm I'm a suspicious guy. I can't, we can't should find we should find that video and link to it again. Yeah, and we should. Yeah, we'll put that on this uh, this episode. Can I get you to do that? You can try. <laughs> I say the same thing. So, <laughs> oh dear. We will, okay, we will well, do our best. Yes. <laughs> I would just worry we say these things and they just don't happen. I'm sure someone out there will call us on it. Um, hey, actually, there you go. Someone out there, if we don't do it, please post it for us. Yep, we got a couple guys that have been doing rock star stuff on our form of Google Plus. Uh, Mark Taylor and JC. One of those two are going to hear this. I guarantee they're going to jump on it. So. <laughs> Definitely, we'll give, we'll, give, we'll give them a day, Ross. If they don't do it for us, we'll have to do our. Ex- we'll have to do some work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fine. All right. Well, let's start with the first uh, question here. It's from Michael Steele. He says, "Does anyone have insight into how Google authorship will deal with author- authors that are influential in multiple unrelated areas? Will a certain level of ex- expertise in one area give you a higher base in other areas? Will they be able to measure influence from multiple areas, or?" Will you be labeled a one-trick pony of sorts? Would love everyone's thoughts. And it was this brought up some interesting points, but uh, why don't you start off? Well, it, it's just like everything Google. It depends, right? So it depends on which which uh, which categories you're trying to be influential in. Do they relate to each other at all? It depends on how strong you are. You know, there's lots of different things in an algorithm. One thing might be related to you as a person. One thing might be related to your topic of interest. So if you're really strong as a person, that's going to increase all your topics. But if you're really strong in your one topic of interest, that's not really going to impact the other topics. My personal view, and again, we don't know anything yet, especially since author rank is not launched at all. So your your authorship doesn't affect anything right now at all. So it doesn't, you know, this is just conjecture and, and speculation. But my personal thing is you can have multiple ranks and multiple topics that are going to be, you know, they, they probably won't influence each other directly unless they're very closely related, like SEO and internet marketing might be close enough to impact each other, but I wouldn't count on it. Um, I'm guessing that you can have individual scores that you might have some factors that are about you in particular, how often you publish, um, you know, things like that that might impact all of your different specialties or your topical focuses. But right now, it's all conjecture and speculation. We have no idea. Yeah, and we just love to speculate. So, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty much down to the simple fact that um, is to Google's benefit to allow you to have, um, at least in my opinion, allow you to have influence in multiple subjects if you're good at those subjects. If, if you actually have something to say that's of value, they are going to want you to be like that because th- they are trying to improve their search engine. I mean, they're always yeah. trying to improve the results. So if it's within their benefit, you can. it's a very good guess that it's yeah. going to be the case. My my question is, how are they going to deal with multimedia? So not necessarily separate topics, but different media types. So let's you everybody thinks about this authorship as you know really focusing on posts and text. Well, they've added it to images. I wouldn't. They're going to probably add it to video next. I hope eventually they add it to audio so we can get credit for this radio show. But still, yes. you know, how are they going to deal with all the multimedia and how those interact is going to be really the most interesting thing to me at this point. 
Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I am absolutely fascinated to, to see that. I mean, they did it for Google Images. They still haven't done it for uh, video. Um, and when they do, you know, perhaps <laughs> I'm being very optimistic here. Perhaps the reason they haven't done it for YouTube and all these things is they're still trying to work out. Um, I don't know how to put this, but for example, uh, I can only do it for example. In my case, I have a couple sets. But years ago, I, I set up my YouTube account with my old domain or my old um, Gmail account. I don't use anymore, but I can't transition it to the new Google Plus that mm-hmm. I have. Now, there's so many different things that are roadblocks that are so frustrating that I couldn't take ownership anyway. Well, the interesting thing to me about both video and audio is let's say they do add authorship to audio and this podcast gets put on the internet. Who gets credit? Does Webmaster Radio get the credit and the authority or do you and I get the credit since we're the one on the audio and how does that work? Is it going to be a schema tag? How are they going to determine who's in the video or in the audio that's actually the authority, which is going to be really interesting to me? Well, me, obviously. (laughs) Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't disappoint our fans. Everyone expected me to say that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> actually, no, actually, I expected you to say it, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, actually, Ross, you pay me good enough to let you say it. So. No, yes, that's, yes. Now, it, what makes sense to me is obviously publisher would be Webmaster Radio. They would get the benefit as the publisher, Relic is publisher, and then authorship would be split amongst us. And unless they saw some reason why, I guess you could probably – no, I, I don't even make sense how you could, but it essentially would just be 50-50 if we had both author tags on there. At this point, that's the only way I can see them doing well, that. At, at this point, only the first one gets credit, so we'll put my – we'll do it yeah. in alphabetic order. My name comes first, so I'll get the credit. <laughs> well, you had to have a comeback, I know. Um, <laughs> as lame as it was, yeah, you had um, <laughs> um, Anyways, so, again – I think we've postulated enough there. It's uh, There's a lot of stuff coming. It's going to be really interesting video. I'm very excited about one thing that drives me insane is Google+. Plus. Why the hell do they not have it into audio as well? All, you know, Once they go to YouTube or once they've been done – or sorry, Google+, Plus, Google Hangouts. I mean, when you have a, a Hangout, like let's say I want to listen to one of them. A lot of the times you might as well just listen. I don't see their faces. I only hear is talking anyway. They are a perfect example of something that should be converted into an audio stream. What do you think? Mm. Yeah. Do you know of anything that does that? I bet there's something out there. I don't know of it personally, but I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, off topic. But it's something that drives me crazy. There's a lot of great hangouts I would love to listen to, but I don't want to sit there and watch them. And having them running on my phone when I'm walking to and from work is huge battery suck. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yes, my bitch of the day. Oh, there might be more, but that's the beginning. Might. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we've got a bit of news to share about custom G Plus URLs from Mark Taylor. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. And a bitch. There are many things we would love to catch. Catch a chitching final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike, for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. 
ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Karka, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, good old Mark Taylor has a, a great uh, piece of news on Always does. Great question. It says, like many people this week, my business Google Plus page has been pre-approved for a custom URL. However, the pre-approved URL is my full domain name. For example, domain org, U- domain org UK, where the domain is domain.org.uk. Is it possible to either change the custom URL or apply to Google Plus to get it re-approved? Now, a little background around this. And the people that replied, some said they had been given the option to change it. Other people hadn't. Uh, and that was, it's almost the answer to this. But it really, it's uh, its interesting that they sent all these out. It was quite the... Yeah, it is interesting. And, and I tried and tried and tried to find a Google Plus thread. But I had read a Google Plus thread from a Googler who was saying they were having problems with these domains and were asking people to submit ones that couldn't get approvals that were like just a domain, like Mark is describing here. And in that thread, there were like three or 400 responses, and people were sending back, this is the domain I got approved for, this is what I'm looking for, and they were using all that data to try to fix the system. So apparently Google understands it's not working the best right now, and they're working They're working on a way to try to fix it. And if I, I will keep looking, but if I can f- find that thread back again, I will post it on our Google+, Plus, under Mark's um, post, actually, in the comment stream. Hmm. Better make a list of stuff to post. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I, 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 see, I'll, I'll do this one. So that to look for. You can do the last one. <laughs> Shit, what was that? <laughs> yeah, see, see? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, anyways, I actually I don't really understand why some people are getting it and some people aren't. That's one thing I don't understand. I see some some of my clients received that uh, approval to have a custom one. And then 
they had very few followers. So do you, do you know what it is that they're they're looking at I when they're deciding you, if you should have it? I think it's uniqueness because I know when they were doing they were doing custom URLs for for accounts for people, and they kind of like Facebook and Twitter. They're verified accounts, and once you had a verified account, they would they were able to go in and. You know, if it was if your name was unique enough, you could get a custom URL. Like I've had a custom URL for like well over a year now on Google Plus for my personal account, but my name my name is super unique. There is not another John Carcutt on the planet. So you know, if if your name is Mark Smith, you you probably or Mark Taylor, (laughs) tie it back to Mark, uh, you're going to have a hard time getting a custom URL for your personal account because there's so many people out there. And I, I would assume part of that is tied into businesses as well. Um, you know, first of all, you have to, I would assume, but I won't, no, I'm not going to assume that. I think it would help though if you had a verified account. Um, and then you, you should be able to, I think verified accounts make a big difference, but I don't think it's a requirement. Have you seen any of your clients get it without a verified account, Ross? Hmm. Uh no, I guess not. They're verified through Google Places in their case, but yeah, and uh, and, all, and all of our communities are, are all verified as well. So I haven't seen any examples of a name that w- was approved without a verified account. So I'm, I'm sure they're out there because I don't think we, we would have heard somewhere if somebody said, "Hey, you have to have a verified account." <laughs> I just went to mine and I was about to bitch again, and they said. And the first thing that comes up is we approve some custom URLs for your profile, including Google plus Google.com plus Ross Dunn. Yeah, baby. I got nice. all of Ross Dunn's. And there are more than one. There's there even you go. an author. Yes. Are you verified? <laughs> Get URL. It are is you? done. So there's a good are you a verified user? No. So there's that answers the question. So it oh, didn't have to be just, verified. Go ahead. Claim it. So some, somebody else probably got it at the same time. You better get it quick. <laughs> suffix is weird. Okay. Um, they give you two options, and one says you can change it to plus google.com plus Ross Dunn, and another one said google.com plus Ross Dunn, and then in, in very gray letters, a suffix is required. Weird. I don't like, get why they're two different ones. Like Mr. Ross Dunn? <laughs> I guess so. I, yeah, don't, I, don't doctor. Don't yes. expect me to be calling you that anytime soon. <laughs> uh, weird. Oh, you must verify. Here we go. There you go. So you must verify your mobile, mobile phone number by entering a code sent in text message. So they're going to make sure I'm verified now. All right. So they're How often do you get to first. do this? Hey, it's live. Woohoo! Yeah. Walk us <laughs> through the process, Russ. <laughs> um, as long as they actually work. Sometimes they don't work for me, but I'll finish that up in a bit. It's uh, it's good though. I'm very excited to get Ross done. That's very cool. Yeah. See, see uh, but that's that, that, but do you have step forth for your business? Maybe I do. Most, maybe most, <laughs> I haven't gone there yet. Most, most of the ones that went out that they were talking about were all businesses. So mm-hmm. you, this might not even apply to the discussion we're having because this could be the personal ones. Personal and business ones are slightly different. Hmm. Which would you rather have? If you could pick between the two, would you have Ross Dunn or Stepforth? <laughs> Ross Dunn for sure. Uh, shows you how much dedicated you are to your business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a sellsword. No way. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm just entering my code now. I'm verifying and I am cust- confirming my choice. And there I am. Plus Ross Dunn. 
All right, I'm going to do plus plus dot google dot com plus Ross Dunn. There is no one other. No other. <laughs> I'm having fun with this. <laughs> it's, it's not plus dot. It's actually www dot. Uh, just says google.com forward slash plus Ross Dunn. Let's see what it does. Yeah, it takes me to plus.google.com. So there's a redirect. You might want to check to see if that's a 302 or 301. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google, you did it wrong. <laughs> I wonder if they'll listen. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, I'm checking right now, damn it, because I want to know. <laughs> uh, all right. What's our, you what, yeah, what's our next question <laughs> while I'm checking this? Okay. Next question. So, Mark, uh, I, I, I feel for you. I don't think it's going to be that easy until they've figured all this out yet. But uh, it's, I'm glad you posted that. I, again, I didn't know. So, very cool that that was uh, it's something that other people are having to deal with. There's nothing able to change it. They did give me the option to alter it. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time with this last name. Brad, Brad Perniciaro, I hope. It says, I see lots of link building articles which suggest targeting sites such as music sharing sites, icon directories, and other seemingly random site websites when building links. I know that relevance is becoming more and more important. So is increasing your number of root linking domains through obtaining links from unrelated domains worth the effort? I'll say that again because that was important. Is increasing your number of root linking domains through obtaining links from unrelated domains worth the effort? That is a good question uh, that a lot of people should revisit if they're going to do any kind of link building, if they're still yeah. doing it. I do, I do want to make note of one thing he said in that. He said, I know that relevance is becoming more and more important. That is completely, <laughs> completely wrong. Relevance <laughs> has always been very important. <laughs> <Your question. laughs> I know. It, it's not becoming more and more important. It's, it's some of the other factors might be becoming less important, but relevance has always been extremely important when it comes to link building, just to put that out there. Right. And uh, so in this case, unrelated domains, no, not worth the effort. It's an, uh, John pretty much answered it. Do not <laughs> go for anything that's not relevant. You know, it, yeah. The more hyper-relevant it is, the better. In fact, um, I would say that hyper-local bloggers are the gold mines these days. If you, it doesn't matter if they don't have a massive followership. If they are 100% confirmed the gods of this city's event chatter, or this or that or this, anything to do with a local area, and they talk about you as a local business, that kind of stuff helps a lot in terms of credibility. And um, yep. that's just about local business. But, I mean, anything that's really local or really relevant in terms of the content or t- topic of widgets or whatever you're selling, that's going to help you. So so in, in that, when you answered that, on, or when he asked that on Google+, Plus, I answered that basically, you know, the articles that he's been reading about link building – are really articles being written by SEOs or, or people that have really focused their entire career on link building. And they're writing these articles to do everything they can to, to, to stay relevant to the industry. Because the, the, I've said it for a long time now on the show. Now I hear other people starting to say it. The, the craft of link building is dead. It's gone. You know, you, there's still little things you can do to help do it, but the link building craft is gone. Links are still important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying links are dead. I'm saying the craft of link building is dead, and it has been for a while now. And these guys mm. are tra- grabbing on anything they can to make themselves more relevant than they actually are. I would say non-premium. 
I mean, when I look at um, Eric Ward, there's a good example of someone who's probably not going to be out of business for a long time because this stuff would work. It's very focused and extremely personalized. Um, yeah, but I personally think when I say the craft of link building is dead is because you can do other things with that time and those resources that will improve your site more than link building. Mm, good point. Craft. That's why. Yeah, he might be kind of a last, you know, that sort of thing, which costs a lot, would, would be kind of uh, not the last effort you'd need to do, but it certainly wouldn't be number one. It's very true. Uh, it used to be number one, wouldn't it? I mean, link building yeah. was do it and you, they'll come. Um, and, and it was actually really fascinating. Um, uh, listening to an interview with Dar- Danny Sullivan, I was listening to a bunch when I was cooking for the kids yesterday and um, some hangouts, actually. And he was saying how. Uh, the search engines have been so – they've been mainlining <laughs> links for so long. It's not easy for them to change. It, it's, you know, they can't mm-hmm. quite just go cold turkey. That's why so many things are still working to some degree even though they're crap. It's, and Danny had a great, great phrase for it in an article a while back. He calls links the fossil fuels of the industry. We yeah. want to get rid of them so bad but we're just so tied to them. It's just it's so hard to, to replace but it's been the basis of everything. And, and Google, yeah, I mean, they're married to it. No matter how quickly they want to change it, they can't do it that fast. Mm-hmm. And one other thing that I really enjoyed was uh, how simply he put um, Hummingbird. And I, it's just, it, uh, there's nothing like a good analogy. He, he says, you know, you think of caffeine, you think of all these things. Those were updates, very significant updates, but they are updates. Hummingbird is the new engine. It's it is Google. It's the new Google. There's, it's that fundamental. It's their entire engine's being swapped out. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a very good way of putting it. So many people are, are t- still talking about it and, and, and really a bit, a bit obsessed about it, frankly, because they don't really understand how it interconnected with all the changes because they never saw anything really happen. And that's the thing. It, it was a fundamental base change of Google's systems which is going to allow them to be more social that was in danny's opinion it's going to allow them to take advantage of a lot of the social um uh, social signals that they weren't able to before with the old engine yeah and probably it's, because it's it was all based on links and i think one of the reasons that a lot of things people didn't see changes is because when they launched hummingbird it's it all the changes from all the other algorithm updates were built in already so it's mm-hmm. like yeah, we, we, we added this new engine, but a lot of the, the modifications we had made to make it a hot rod earlier are now just part of the base engine. You know, it's, it's no longer this is an add-on, this is an add-on, this is an add-on. It's part of the core structure, which is why, you know, they didn't see it. It's why I'm, I'm wondering if we're still going to have things like Panda updates or Penguin updates because those quite possibly are just part of the system now. You know what I mean? And we won't mm. see them as updates anymore. Maybe well, Panda we know is a rolling update. Yeah. Um, Penguin, however, is yeah, it's still. I think they're still improving it, frankly, and there's still lots to do. So maybe that's still going to be a bit of a stop and start kind of thing uh, with the new updates. But, but if you look at it this way, Penguin was an update to the old engine, right? Mm-hmm. How can you update the new engine with an older algorithm update? It's going to, especially if you took the original updates and built them in as, as part of the core of the engine. You're updating Hummingbird now. You're not updating Penguin. Well, Penguin 2.1 was after Hummingbird. Hmm. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me that. 
That's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point, but it doesn't make sense to me that that's the way it would work. Well, I mean, you know it's that another version. It's, it's maybe the old ones rolled in, but they still have to improve upon it. Yeah. Okay. I'll so, buy that yeah. for now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys, let's take, a, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to uh, one more question. Thank you. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hold on to your white hat or black hat. WebmasterRadio.fm is ready to take you behind the backlinks. We're digging and scraping past the surface of everyday news and views of search engine marketing and dropping our proverbial anchor text on the important issues affecting the industry with our panel of search engine insiders. Behind the Backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, we've got uh, one last question we're going to squeeze in here. It's uh, from Bruce Bromley. Thanks for uh, posting this, Bruce. He says, read the disavow tool. Over the last month since getting whacked <laughs> by Penguin 2.1, I've been working hard to remove backlinks. In addition, I've noticed a lot of linking directories that no longer exist. Should I re-upload a cleaned up disavow file which will not have these sites on it, or should I leave my original file? Any thoughts would be appreciated. Ooh. That's a, that's a great question, and I think it's one that 
people should understand the answer to. And and really, if you think about it, when you go out and you look and you find this this link directory no longer exists, that means it doesn't exist on the web anymore. But Google doesn't use data that is currently on the web when they're doing the algorithms and looking at your link profile. They use the data that they have crawled and stored. So I'm sure everybody has experienced a page that gets deleted that's still in Google's index for months later. So just because a site's gone does not mean it's not still in their index. It's still not part of their their calculations when they're calculating you know your backlink profile because because it's still in their index. So mm-hmm. the the answer is please please do not remove anything out of that that disavow file. You can update it. You can add stuff to it, but don't pull stuff out because if it's still in the index, then you could still have issues. Just leave it in there. Absolutely, yeah, and it's it, not going to hurt anything. Yeah, and you could even take it like imagined a little differently is is yes maybe the site's not there or whatever maybe it's a 404 but there's a lot of negative links perhaps going to it it's still got it's still tainted you know even if a person started up a new domain on it it's probably tainted because there's a lot of negative links going to it or whatever it might be again i'm guessing what's wrong with the particular site that or directory that you were linked to but if they're gone yeah it's still got a stigma and you do not want that attached to you. So, yeah, just leave it in there. There's never going to be harm leaving it in a disavow I, that I can think of. I can't either. Yeah. Not okay. at all. Well, I, I know, John, you've got to head to dinner. Yeah, let, and, let's, do, let's do one more. You sure? we got, we got some more. we got some more. Let's do another one. All right. All right well, why don't you take this one? So Simon Tolson um, – He's looking um, basically individual locations for holiday colleges, cottages on Google Places. He runs a holiday cottage business. Um, he'd like to set up Google Place for each cottage so they show up on the map on the SERP. And this, would be, this would seem reasonable as exactly what people are interested in. Uh, my worry is that they would have to have the same domain, phone number, um, so it could appear spammy to Google. Could I separate the domain or even phone number for each one in theory? Any advice appreciated? Um, this is kind of simple. Uh, each of your physical locations can have its own Google Place. Um, there are many, many businesses out there with the same name. Um, think of all the McDonald's and Starbucks out there. There are actually many businesses that have the same address as well. I think of a shopping mall usually has a primary address, business complexes. So that's kind of frequent. The one thing that should be unique for every single one of these locations, however, is the phone number. So if you do not have a separate phone number for each of the cottages, you're going to have problems getting each of them listed as their own Google Place because you need a separate NAP, which is the name, address, phone number for, for local search. For each of your locations you want to list, has to have its own unique nap, which means primarily the phone number is going to have to be different for each of those cottages for you to get them listed. It needs its own name, address, phone number, phone number, but just as phone number, really. Yeah, because <laughs> it's true. I mean, the out of the three, the the, the the nap is the primary is the phone number because of the because what I described, you can have multiple names, you can have multiples with the same address, but the phone number is the primary out of those three. But they do look at those three as the 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 identification of an individual business. Now, if you're running it's a unfortunate cottage, in this case because they're cottages, they don't necessarily have their own phone numbers. True, which makes me think that I mean, it depends on where they're located. If they're located like if you have an acre of land that has four cottages on it, those should probably not be listed separately under Google Places. They should be listed together under the business name for whatever the group of cottages is called. If you mm-hmm. have four cottages that are on 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 four corners of the same lake that are you know miles apart, then that's that's a 
situation where I would want to think, see those on Google Maps, um, I would say get a get a phone number for each of them so you can get them listed. It's a not that big of an investment, I don't think, um, to do it, but you're going to need that individual phone number to get the individual cottages listed. Yeah, and then forward them and make sure you use a three hundred one redirect on your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Call forwarding with the three hundred one. Exactly. You, you got you got a new niche, Ross. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, well, I forward for the number. I wonder if Google can tell if it's forwarded. Again, they can't see the three hundred one. And, so it doesn't and they and they do need to they do need to be real phone numbers. So yeah. don't go and try to get you know buy some some call tracking numbers and sign to each one. They need to be real phone numbers through the telcos to actually to to really work well. Otherwise, you're going to have issues. And then and then what it comes down to is that really feasible? It doesn't make any sense because if these are different cottages you're renting, well, what if people call that number rent it? Um, no one's going to answer, or a guest will answer. So, no, so you have a you have a service, a telephone service for your guests. Like a hotel room has a phone, right? So they can use mm-hmm. the phone to call the main desk or to call out to order pizza delivered to the lake or whatever it is. There's a phone number that can have its own separate number. You don't market that phone number for the for the business. You market your your your, your primary business phone number for people to make reservations, but you have the phone for the for your guests as a convenience for your guests. And at the same time, you get a unique phone number so you can get them listed on Google Plus as an individual yeah. business. You have to be very, very clear about what that, that, that phone number is then. That's for sure. Now, this mm-hmm. is not a reservations number. <laughs> yeah. Because that could be it's, very, it, it, very uncomfortable for guests. Yeah. It, it could be interesting. <laughs> well, thanks. That's a great answer. Thanks, John. Well, uh, let's uh, tie things up here. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on Webmaster Radio. On oh, I can't even speak right now. I think I just got ahead of myself. <laughs> you have you're, excited, myself you're, you're excited about your new business model, I know. I am, I am, I am. Uh, <laughs> Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Thank you for joining us and listening to this awesome edition of SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week, everyone, and for 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Monday, that's when you listen to us. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.